everybody. It is Lauren Delisa Coleman, and welcome to another episode of Beats and Bites. For those who don't know, or like, you know, maybe just listening to the podcast for the first time, I am uh, Lauren Delisa Coleman, as I already said, and I am what's called a future media innovationist. What the hell does that mean? So that means I am one who sits at the intersection of emerging technology and mass media and entertainment. And what this weekly podcast does for you is break down all the like kind of power dynamics and deals and my critique of these at the intersection of emerging technology and mass media and entertainment, particularly through a hip hop lens. Honey, nobody else is out here doing this like I am. And I just am doing it because I want to just make sure that everybody stays up on this stuff so that as many people as possible and who want a seat, have a seat at the table as we move into this whole new era of future media that we're working on right now. Let me also just define emerging technology because You know, a lot of times I fly through this so much since I'm involved in it all day, every day. You know, I'm thinking everybody who's listening does, and many do, but some don't. So let me just take a couple quick, quick seconds right now to define um, what falls under emerging technology, right? So these are things that are coming ahead, but not fully formed just yet, but going to be massively powerful. I focus on, and these are pretty much the the main like kind of standard ones when we talk about emerging technology, is of course AI, right? Artificial intelligence, 5G, uh, Web3 slash blockchain, um, AR, VR, and that's pretty much like the kind of universe that I'm I'm like kind of settled on at the moment. There are a couple of other things that are maybe subsets of those, which we'll touch on from now now and again, um, but that's pretty much like the focus. So I can break down for you as well, because you guys know last episode, hopefully you listened with the wonderful Laren, um, who's a former exec at a company owned by um, so- Sony Music, what Web3 is now. And I think like each episode... What I'm going to do is kind of just give you a definition or maybe, no, this is even going to be better, on social media from time to time. I will just give you a quick video clip on like two-second definition. This is what Web3 is, you know, right now or how it pertains to X. This is, um, you know, this subset of what it means. For example, when someone says AI is hallucinating, this is what that means. You know what I mean? I'm just going to give you like these quick things every now and then so you can always just stay up on all of this stuff. So, um, but let me now jump into the episode. We're not going to have an interview today. I'm going to just, you know, really be um, breaking down uh, a couple of different like deals and and kind of news items that I want you guys to definitely know about. Um, What else? And yeah, just like make sure that of course I critique them. <laughs> you know I love the critiquing part. And um, you know, just let you know in case you don't know, or actually just kind of give you something to think about. First of all, the first thing we have to talk about is the fact that like Jay-Z slash Rock Nations made in America just went poof. I mean, like, no real warning, just poof, <laughs> like the other day. By the way, I am taping this on what is um said to be hip hop's official um 50th anniversary day or birthday right august 10th so we're going to be touching a little bit on that but yeah it's a shame that just you know what less than 48 hours ago especially before this auspicious day 
that the company announced that it's just, you know, had circumstances beyond its control. Of course, people are, you know, wondering or gossiping about, is it because of, you know, Lizzo and the lawsuit that's pending against her or whatever. I don't like to get into, you know, rumor, conjecture, gossip, what all that. That, honey, that's another podcast. That's not this one. But what I will say is, wow, what a perfect opportunity that was missed to be able to do some kind of virtual companion to this, right? As opposed to, you know, having to refund everybody's money back or yeah, still do that. But, you know, you can also give a different type of experience that is, you know, using any number of different like platforms out here that could have at least at least given a taste of it, right? So the people don't feel like totally crestfallen. There are so many hot startup startups here out here, you guys, doing so much with 3D and more that could have easily just made a kind of world, if you will, um, for a day, like or half a day, that gave people uh, an opportunity to be able to experience things in a different way. You know what would have been really hot, and I don't know how many people out here were part of something that Sephora did, I'm going to say maybe six months ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe seven, because I know part of it was dealing with like some upcoming holiday stuff. And they made this whole world, which was kind of metaverse-like, but you didn't need any head headset or anything, no extra gear. Um, it was really more of like a 360 uh, experience on your computer. You could go into different rooms. There was different like pre-recorded um, video from different, uh, you know, the heads or that like chief makeup artist from Valentino, et cetera, et cetera. You could collect different things, different digital collectibles and stuff. There was a hangout area with music. It was a lot of fun. If they were able to like kind of just do something like that, within a month's time, you could easily do that with the right number of engineers. And Lord knows, you know, Live Nation, Rock Nation, and the sponsors that they had have the money to be able to do this. It could have been a real, real nice like step within like next level experiencing of, of a festival, right? So I don't know, but I'm just putting it out there that, you know, it's a, it's a shame that that had to happen. I know a lot of people were disappointed, but I think also just from a tech point of view, that could have been just, that could have been a win. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, let's move over now to Notorious B.I.G. and Pepsi. You guys know last week, not last week, but I think the week before that, I talked about Coca-Cola and AI. And now we're moving over to Pepsi. I just feel like all luxury brands and like, you know, soft drinks are really like moving ahead with, let's test out, you know, the, the emerging tech space. Pepsi allegedly is, but I have not seen, or I don't think anybody knows exactly what the story is just yet. So here, here it is for those who may not know already. The company did a deal with the estate of Christopher Wallace to be able to kind of bring together their brand with his brand to, of course, celebrate Hip Hop 50. So there'll be everything from murals to, of course, you know, collectible cans, etc. But within a lot of what's been written about this so far, it just says, quote unquote, unspecified disruptive virtual experiences. Now, what that means, <laughs> we don't know. There hasn't been really a lot uh, kind of like promoted around this. The whole thing kicked off, what, August 3rd? So we're a week into it. 
I'm not seeing like mad things trending on Twitter or everybody talking about this on TikTok or whatever. What, what is up with this? Because I would love to see some virtual experiences, immersive experiences that would be just killer on this, right? I am, I'm waiting for this. I was already disappointed as I know many people were with what was seen as like kind of a money grab from Meta when they tried to do, you know, the, the concert in the metaverse that, you know, really attempted to bring back the, the performing aura of Biggie. Um, the date was, you know, ridiculous right in the middle of like, you know, the whole holiday rush and prep. I think it was like December 16th or whatever. Um, a lot of fans just saw it again as a money grab. Just a lot of a lot of missed opportunities here. And I really think it's because the people who are, you know, at the forefront of you know, creating these strategies, trying to do new things, they don't have any connection with the culture. Or if they do, they're getting overruled by those who don't. I don't know, but this is just really, it's a shame. So, I mean, I'm looking at this and I hope by like, you know, next episode or maybe in my um, newsletter on LinkedIn, I will have more details on this. But right now, it's just like, it just seems to be slim picking. So I don't know, but we're going to like, keep tracking this for you, me and my assistants. Now, what else do I want to bring to the forefront? I read about this and was like, wow. Okay. So everybody knows right now, or at least I'm thinking you do, that basically Hollywood is on strike. I don't know if everybody's at like his or her you know, fabulous pool in Hollywood Hills and not working. No, only joking because you know, the people who are making mad millions, this is not really affecting them. But of course, the people at the other end of the scale, it's very challenging. So of course, you know, the strike is happening a lot around, you know, deals about uh, or lack of deals about, oh, rights around, you know, syndication and so much more. But the real core of it seems to be around artificial intelligence, which is really hard, I think, to have that discussion since it's not a fully developed kind of area just yet. <laughs> but at any rate, it seems that many of, I guess, the gatekeepers in Hollywood are trying to barrel ahead with this without even understanding the implications and so much more um, behind it. And of course, this is making those who are, quote unquote, the creatives, you know, they're just not feeling it, right? Because uh, the contracts have not apparently been negotiated to take somebody's, quote, unquote, like digital twin and be able to run with it and do whatever you want to without paying the original human being on which the digital twin is based, for example. Anyway, New York City seems to be taking very much the lead in making some decisions for these companies and the actors outside of any type of negotiation that's going on. So just a few days ago, uh, New York has said, because of course you guys know there's so much that's shot here, whether it's films or weekly series, whatever, documentaries. And so there's always like a tax credit given. It's an incentive. You know, New York has it, I guess Toronto and other parts of Canada has it. And I guess other states, you know, and cities in this country as well. Anyway, just for example, just so you can get a, a vibe of like the money situation, like how much is saved, I guess, if you will, by, uh, you know, these companies from this tax credit, NBC Universal has already gotten like $96.7 million in tax credits since the start of 2022 for filming here, right? 
So you can just imagine like how much more um, there could be, how much that accrues over time and so much more, right? So um, Disney, though, is really both tracking this reportedly um, and not really feeling it. This is the, the basic gist of it, that New York says that if you use any kind of AI likeness of an actor as opposed to a real full-on human being, those tax breaks go away, like faster than fast. And so the studios apparently are not feeling this at all. They want to barrel straight away and straight ahead with this stuff. And of course, the actors are not really feeling it. I mean, there's got to be a happy medium here because there's so much good around this technology. It's a matter of, you know, the human making sure they are using it, you know, for everybody's benefit, both economically, creatively, and so much more. But um, I just wanted to put you guys up on this if you have not heard about it already <laughs> that they are really really on top of this and I don't think they're going to let it go lightly um should this bill be passed of course I'm going to keep you guys um you know uh, on top of this but I want to just bring this up quickly for those who may not know because I'm like deep into this stuff and it's just like an obsession of mine but I think you know many listening don't know a lot of stuff that's like already happened that had to kind of quickly go away. So again, for those who don't know, Levi's most recently, in order to meet its DEI uh, kind of goals, and that stands for, for those who may not know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, they ended up using AI-generated black models because they felt that, well, why not? And that helps, you know, that's diversity. The, the face is brown. And of course, there was mad pushback on that from the industry, right? So, you know, I think we've only just begun to see really only a small, small part of where this can go. And there will just be so many more, um, I think, uh, business tug of wars around this because it's going to be about technology, ethics, economics, and just so much more. So I just wanted to kind of bring bring this up because I do think New York is a lead um, in such policy and it's going to be like really amazing. Okay, let's turn to something now which is maybe a little less controversial and also very nice for this moment in time where we are celebrating Hip Hop 50 and on this day. I happened to come across this, what, just a couple of days ago that, okay, drum roll, please. Breakdancing apparently is now going to be part of the Olympics next year. I saw this on NBC uh, in case anybody wants to, you know, double check me and be like, what? That can't be right. No, it is right. And it is true. You just heard properly that, um, yeah, it's supposed to be like all the rage that there's going to be the quote unquote sport of breakdancing for the Olympics in Paris next year. Now, let me tell you a little bit about why I think this is particularly important in Paris, because when I ran my digital branding agency for so many years, um, some don't know after I um, worked at MTV for a while, then I decided I wanted to start my own business and created a lot of man, oh man, so many different campaigns and more for projects for artists for like Snoop, Ice Cube. I mean, it, the list goes on. Funkmaster Flex. I got like the gold records on my wall. I got the platinum records on my wall right now I'm looking at as I'm talking to you guys. Anyway, at the height of that business, I had offices in New York, LA, and in Paris. 
and Paris is holding it down, France, really, as a country, holding it down for hip-hop because they accept, like, the best of the new and the best of, like, the historical. So they're still out there mad break dancing, you know, doing a gang of different events around it and so much more. So I find it particularly fitting that as the Olympics are in Paris, that this is going to be, you know, part of the breakdance is going to be a part of um, the Olympics, I guess, like kicking off there. So I'm going to like keep you up to speed on this. I wish they would do some like, I don't know, some kind of 3D like instruction like type of things on how you do this like before you know as like a run-up to the elections I'm sorry the uh the Olympics because um yeah I would just love to be able to see these types of things in like slow motion and the physics involved and all that stuff but yes believe it break dancing gonna be part of the Olympics love it love it and love it what else do I have to let you know about? I'm looking through my stuff right now on my computer. Mm, did I get everything that I wanted to tell you about? For the most part, except, oh, very quickly. Um, Triller, who many know because of Versus, and those who don't know, Google it. Versus with Swiss Beats and, of course, Timberland, which really blew up during the pandemic of, you know, just these really iconic performances um, in the black music space. Anyway, Triller, even after all of its issues and issues even paying Timberland and Swiss Beats, which I want to get into if you care, Google, but they are now going public. They're going to be on the New York Stock Exchange and we're going to have to just see how this goes because the company has not always seemed very stable. So I'm going to be intrigued to see how this digital company, you know, just kind of handles itself going forward. I think there's a lot of potential here. As I look through, you know, kind of just uh, all of like kind of the takeaways from their filing, you know, to the New York Stock Exchange, I have to admit, I didn't see a lot about like, I don't know, their emerging tech game. It seems like they're still offering what they're offering and, you know, using metrics from TikTok and Instagram. But unless it's like kind of, you know, maybe on the DL, I hope it is, I have not seen anything or read anything rather about how the company is going to expand into that space. And anybody who isn't, I mean, this is just going to be a, a dinosaur, right? So I don't really, I don't understand that. But uh, like I said, I am going to keep you updated. And I think that is just about going to do it for me. Um, of course, you know you can get more information because you know I'm going to have even more for you. Um, on my LinkedIn newsletter, um, you know you just go to linkedin.com backslash in backslash Lauren Delisa Coleman, D-E-L-I-S-A-C-O-L-E-M-A-N. And Lauren, of course, spelled the traditional way, L-A-U-R-E-N. Um, and I always have, you know, new info there that I'm breaking down. It's always kind of like, you know, just uh, continuing, right? <laughs> I'm curating, I'm analyzing, I'm tracking, and then breaking it all down every couple of days. So don't forget to subscribe there if you haven't already. For this podcast, you know I would love it. Honey, help a woman of color out. <laughs> subscribe, like, comment, 
um, you know, I'm here for you, whether it's a B2B, right, business to business, or I'm talking to you as a consumer. Um, really, we're kind of a, a lot of this is all in the same space as we are all, you know, kind of figuring this out at the same time. So I am always here to be able to continue to give you my take on different powers and deals in the emerging tech and media space through a youth culture lens, more specifically even hip-hop. So that just about does it for me. This has been another episode of Beats and Bites. Thank you so much for listening. If you like it, definitely let other people know about this podcast as well. All right, everybody, I'm out. See you either in my newsletter or on the next episode. Ah!